It's finally happening. Grab your cape and your unitard. Today we're going to list this. What's up guys and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh and as always I'm joined by Cameron and Jim. And today we're going to be listing top five Marvel good guys. That's right, we're finally getting around to Marvel characters. This is perfect timing because Spider-Man just recently came out and everybody's watching that, so this is a good point to you know jump on and do some Marvel stuff. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like we're mostly, at least Cameron and I are mostly DC guys, so making a Marvel list was felt kind of sacrilegious. So the funny <laughs> thing for me is, I a lot of like a lot of times you hear with comic book fans, they start in one division and they go to the other. Um, most of the time, if you start in Marvel, you go to DC. If you start in DC, you go to Marvel. For some reason, it works like that. It could just be like overexposure when you're younger and then seeing something more interesting when you're an adult and the way yeah. you take it in as an adult. Um, for me, I started out by watching both um, DC and Marvel. There were a lot of Marvel animated shows that I liked as a kid, though, but I did kind of quickly gravitate more towards DC. But I still do read Marvel. I still see some of the movies. Mm-hmm. I think I think recently I've been kind of in the same deal, too, where I'm like starting to gravitate a little bit more towards DC myself just because of, again, the oversaturation in Marvel and like just some of like the simplicity and some of the more interesting stories that DC has to offer. Yeah. Um, but this episode isn't about... DC, it's about Marvel. So it's, number five. Let's jump right in. Cameron, right uh, you're the comic book guy. You want to kick yeah, us off on oh, number yeah. five? I get to start us off. All right. So I'm actually pretty excited to start us off with this character. Uh, this character has got some of the funnier lines and kind of more interesting worlds. Uh, Moon Knight is a really fun Marvel character. Interesting. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm yes. starting to look into him a little bit. I, I have only Moon recently Knight. started looking into him. I've wanted to for the last couple of years. He reminds me either. There's a DC character that he reminds me of, but uh, Moon Knight in himself, it's not Batman. <laughs> there's, there's a very, I think he's called like Ravager or something like that. You <clears throat> see, there's a there's a weird character like that. Um, he, but Moon Knight is kind of his own personality. He's really interesting because he has multiple personalities, or there's at least an argument about whether or not he has multiple personalities. Um, I just got done this week reading uh, the Ellis uh, comic book, which just ran, I think, only six issues, but it's like this weird story. Um, about how he's kind of grappling with what to do with himself now that he's been told he actually doesn't have multiple personality disorder, even though he's still seeing the other person, um, like other personalities. Um, but one of my favorite things recently that a friend of mine showed me is there's this old panel from an older Moon Knight comic where he's standing on this like Victorian era staircase with a gun, and he says, "Dracula, you nerd, where's my money?" Or something like that. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, that is a great line for a comic book character. And he just he's a fun character like that. He's very sarcastic, but it's super dry. Yep. It's this yeah. weird dry sarcasm, which I, I appreciate more than like the outlandish like Deadpool sarcasm. I was gonna say, he's more of like a like an adultier Deadpool where Deadpool's That's, just kind of edgy and yeah. he's like kids like reading it because he's like, oh, he says I, like I the, think, the F word every once in a while. I think Deadpool is kind of more of a you're not growing up kind of like humor to yeah. you have the more mature sarcastic yeah, yeah. sensibilities for darker. Yeah, see, and it I, is darker. I was when I was looking at Moon Knight, I guess I didn't do I didn't do enough research on it because I was starting to kind of look into it because I debated on putting him on my list just because I like the way he looks. Um, I like the pictures that I see of it. Um, but I know, like, and I obviously 
this is a, a testament to like not relying on one source but I know I clicked into like marvel.com to start yeah. looking at a lot of the stuff that was like coming back looked like he was like a little bit like weaker of a hero I yeah. guess so I'm like and I'm like I guess I like immediately it just kind of turned me off because I had better ones on my list yeah. that I liked more well and in the realm of important heroes he's not super no. important yeah. yeah no He's but just fun. He's fun. He does yeah. sound interesting. I was I was gonna start looking into it because I debated on on trying to find. A I spot would definitely on the, do on that, and I would definitely be stoked if anyone from Marvel is listening right now. If you did a Moonlight, a Moon Knight uh, like show, yeah. or, there's there's a lot of fans right now asking for another Moon Knight comic, like from a certain writer, like on Twitter. I can't remember what the writer's name is, but they want him to do Moon Knight and. People, it's it's one of those characters. I myself love cult characters that tends to happen. Mm-hmm. I I love characters that don't have a huge following, so we don't get enough yeah. out yeah. of them. Like yeah. just now getting the Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. you know, show for us is similar for Moon Knight. People want a show. They want a movie. They want something. Yeah, yeah. they want yeah. more of him. Right. We're tired of seeing Captain America over and over again. We are all tired of seeing Mister Stars and Stripes. Yep. Yep. All right. So my number five is actually going to be related to Captain America. It's going to be Thor, and I really okay. debated putting any of the Avengers on my list just because they're the Avengers and everybody knows them and all that stuff. Yeah. But I just I like the aspect of like the Norse mythology. I think it's yeah. really cool. I debated putting him on the list too, but you know, fear of the same thing kind of kept me yeah. from putting because I wanted there's other ones that I wanted to talk about more. I actually yeah. had a different one as my number five. He did, but, um, and then I we were talking about comics earlier. Before unfortunately, we, started this. we were discussing yeah. it before the podcast, which is a no-no. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Thor's cool. Yeah, <laughs> Thor. Uh, yeah, I did not. I, I mean, I like Chris Hemsworth. He's cool. He, I think he portrays the character just fine. But and, Thor. Uh, in but himself, Thor. Yeah. yeah, Thor in general is just really cool. Like I said, I'm I'm super into like Norse mythology and, and learning out all about that stuff, and I like that they. While they do deviate from the actual mythology into their own kind of like interpretation of it, um, I think it's really cool. Just you know, the whole god, the whole uh, Asgard. And yeah, I think stuff. what's really cool about Thor is even though they do deviate, it's actually still pretty close to yeah. what the Norse mythology is. My mythology teacher in college, she actually loved the Thor comic because Norse mythology was her favorite mythology, mm-hmm. and it followed it so closely. Mm. She yeah. said she told me that she stumbled upon it like as like like late in her teenage years or something like that, and that she just fell in love with it because of how close it was. There's only minor details they change, and actually it tends to do the storyline justice when they do change it. Like, Loki being his brother, it kind of makes it more interesting. I think, so. and one of the things I also love about Thor, too, is, like, the fact that they, he's, you know, an otherworldly, you know, being, in a sense, that has to learn how to function on our, in our realm. So he's like Superman. In, in a sense, but, like, he didn't grow up here, though. With right. Like, you know, Superman grew up here from a baby, so Superman essentially was, you know... Right, he's like a Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this whole episode is going to be us paralleling it to DC. <laughs> I do just want to give a shout out to when they did a whole uh, Thor core, because that's fun to say, um, and it was just Green Lantern with hammers. That's all it was. Is that Beta Ray Bill? I, I don't... I, <laughs> I think Beta Ray Bill was part of it at one point. It might yeah. have been, but, but they, they did, did do they it, did yeah. this whole series where they were like, the hammer chooses its owner. Like, the rings yeah. choose their owner. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Thor is an interesting character. I will also say that Thor Ragnarok was my favorite Thor movie. Yes. They didn't take it seriously. It was goofy. I love that. I guess like, you hate it because you're sitting there I, it was, contemplating yeah. <laughs> how to insult me. I think Thor Ragnarok is Spy Kids with Chris Hemsworth. 
Like, that is another thing to talk about. Comparison to the other ones, like they went in a completely different direction with it. You know, obviously we could talk about the movies like crazy, yeah, but like it was a, it was a much brighter, much more lighthearted Thor, and they had they like everybody seemed like they had so much more fun doing this in his darkest storyline from the comics. Yes, they chose a comedy film, yeah, which is what I don't like. It's it, they chose the film, they chose the storyline out of all the ones to choose. The one where his entire society of alien or god beings, whatever you want to call them, is decimated. That's the one. But that I mean, shows. but I mean, an interesting, thing, <laughs> an interesting thing about that is they like reflected, I guess, some of that because like it started, you know, Thor became kind of a different like being after that as well in the MCU. Obviously, MCU is going to be way different. But they're also <laughs> they're also building their own like story in that, which is one of the things that I, I like about the MCU is that they built kind of their own story with it they they related some stuff to the comics but they essentially kind of took it in their own direction as well can i can i take a minute to say something i know i'm breaking time completely here i want to say this before we move on with the rest of the marvelous i have a problem with the marvel movies because they tend to deviate too far from the comics thor ragnarok for me was was an example of that because they they go comedy in a dark storyline there's other storylines you can do that with i understand people like it or whatever um but it's similar as having a conversation with someone earlier it's funny to me because people are always like, yeah, but they're creating their own stories. But then I was thinking about other adaptations. When you see adaptations of like regular books and stuff like that, like Harry Potter, people freak out at the smallest details yeah. being changed. But then they change like these monumental things and everyone's like, yeah, but they're creating their own story. So I always think it's interesting to see that dichotomy between how comic books are treated in adaptations and how like things that are considered true but literary. Yeah, yeah, those works. are people that like I tend not to like associate myself with because like if you're gonna say that for one thing, you gotta say it for everything. Like in the Harry Potter books, if they wanna take it in their own story in the movies, then that's fine. You know what I mean? I if they agree. wanna make big yeah. changes like that, then that's fine, you right. know. But like, you know, there is still gonna always be that outroar that is different from the Well, and that's what I'm making the point of is yeah. I don't actually have a problem with deviating from yeah. the comics. For me, I just wanna see like when they're trying to grab storylines like something that's important as important as Ragnarok is, I wanna see that actually play out to true fruition because it's so important to the character but at the same time it's fine that they're doing their own stories because it is more interesting that way because we've already read you can go back and read it it never ruins the original story to make it poorly in in like a film sense but i always think it's really interesting just how that just that dichotomy about how adaptations of like literary work are done compared to yeah yeah so okay moving on now that we got that out of the list continuing on the list all right um cool so if i'm gonna keep if i can get my list pulled up here my number five i'm gonna go with um i'm, I'm gonna go with like what from what a lot of people know but like nightcrawler from the x-men okay. yeah. universe i thought when he first broke into the scene um in the x-men i think it was x-men 2 when he first came in i thought that was such an interesting like cool you know, just rendition of like you know something that like like teleportation yeah. that we see in a lot of different in a lot of different ways. But the fact that like he's this essentially blue looking demon in the movie, I don't exactly know how he is in the comics um, because I didn't read a lot of like you know those comics and stuff growing up. But like you know, just the way that he could teleport was just was just kind of a cool a cool thing. And watching him do that in the movie, but it also brings up the it also brings up the issue for me when I first started watching it is like. He has to know, because I think they said it, he has to know where he's going. Yep. Because if he doesn't know where he's going, he could, in theory, teleport into something that could kill him, or teleport into, like, a wall, or into a mountain, where he's going to get stuck and die. 
Yeah, he was played phenomenally by Alan Cumming in X-Men 2. Uh, he did a really good job. It's actually another, like, it's a good example of, like, how they strayed from the comics and created their own story, but they did a great job with it. Yeah. Because the character still still feels true to the character, even though he's completely different. He's actually in completely different circumstances. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see, but I love that, it, that rendition of... Nightcrawler. I bought X Men Two on Blu-ray just to watch that scene in the White it's, House yeah. over and over yeah. and over again because it's just so good. And I think that's like I don't know. I think that's the thing with like the X Men movies that made it so that they made them all so good to me is that like that they kind of did their own thing in a way, but like they brought in all these characters that were just super. They were all interesting. They were all cool. They all had these like very interesting powers. Like even the enemies, like some of the enemies in like X Men yeah. Three and stuff like that. You know, um, and even now in the newer, in the newer storylines that they're doing with like you know X Men First Class and like going back in time and, and seeing stuff like Banshee because I thought about putting like um, uh, Banshee on my list with yeah. those like supersonic screams that he can do. I forgot about Banshee. Yeah, my first introduction to Nightcrawler was in the uh, '90s or early 2000s X Men cartoon. Um, but uh, he, he's a really fun character. Uh, he deserves a lot of love, and he's another cult character mm-hmm. who does not get a lot of love. Yeah, which is and I think that's why I had to put him on my list because he was such a fun-loving character for yeah. me as a kid. Yeah. So, number four. All right, let's jump to let's let's night crawl over to number four. <laughs> All right, well, uh... I'm trying to get kicked off this show, but I can't. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just gonna swing my way my hey. way away from uh, with Spider-Man because yeah. I do yes. love Spider-Man. Cool. Uh, Spider-Man yeah. is one of those. He's had so many different renditions of films, animated series, Japanese live-action television shows, comic books. He is a he's a really well-known character, and I love him to death. I love his sarcasm. And I like think that's humor. what makes him so great. Is yeah, his. His actual character, Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, if you're talking, I'm guessing you're going with Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. Well. Peter okay, Parker. Because cool. I was like, you have like now you have so many different ones. Because you have like Miles Morales, who's like making a big break into the Spider-Man yeah. scene. You know, you have like uh, Octavius Spencer. Yeah. Also, in a weird Spider-Man universe, he becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. There's so many versions. different like Spider. There's a whole Spider verse right out there now. Which so, is like, a that's really good asking. comic why, if you haven't read it. It's that's why I had book. to ask like if if Peter Parker. So like if you're looking at Peter Parker, his actual character in the way that he is as a hero is so different yeah. from anybody else. Yeah. No, I, I really, really love Spider-Man. I haven't always loved every adaptation into the film. Sometimes I think they're fun. Sometimes I think they're not. Uh, like, everyone loves Spider-Man too. I didn't like it because I didn't like what they did to the villain. They made him likable, and it's like they made one of the worst villains likable, which I think is I'm unfortunate. Just... And then the Spider-Man 3... I'm just I'm I'm not, not gonna crazy talk about. about the Toby. Everyone loves Tobey Maguire as like Spider Man, I... like you know that whole like film series, and I'm like I wasn't crazy about it. I like I did like it's very um, like unpopular opinion, but I did like the Amazing Spider Man. So I was like, just movies. about to say that I love Andrew Garfield. I to did too. To me, out of all the live action Spider Mans, Andrew Garfield is the one to me that's the most like Spider Man. So, I think he falls more. Than Tom Holland really is like fitting the role really well. Though, I don't know if you told me this, but I I've heard that. Uh, Andrew Garfield was good at Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire was good at Peter Parker, but they were never good at the other 
I think Andrew Garfield was decent in Peter Parker. It's not like he's the best Peter Parker necessarily. But what I appreciate about him is they didn't go so young. Because the thing I don't like about Tom Holland's Spider-Man is it's like... It's high school school musical. But that's where he got his start, though. No, it's not, though. In the comics, he's in college. He's not in high school. But uh, did they start it like with all... Like he got his powers like when he was basically... They've done the that. They've done that in the movies, that's but it was not thing. the comic book thing. Okay. Yeah. See, he, that's something so that a college I guy. Yeah, and it's and, and they play. They do like go off of like who he knew in high school and things like that. But I mean, there there's a lot of importance in wh- where he is in college, and that's okay. where the majority of Spider-Man happens. Yeah. That's the really important part of which his is I character. think part of the reason why I did love the Andrew Garfield one as well because I also feel like you know most of the, like even though I thought he got his powers when he was in high school, I. Yeah knew that most of his spider-man stuff was when he was an adult and in college and you know even beyond that and stuff like that and yeah. which i think is super i don't know i just i i like the andrew after one alone it's such an unpopular opinion so many people hated it <laughs> well i just I always like i'll wrap it up real quick by saying that I, I've, I've always thought it's funny that sony supposedly fired him for attacking the second amazing spider-man film and saying it wasn't near as good as it could have been and then they fired him and rebooted the franchise, which just proved his point. Yeah. Which I always thought is funny. But I wish they would do a Spider-Verse live-action film and bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I think that I would, would be amazing to, that. to do. I think it'd be so Because cool. they could do it, in yeah. theory, like with all those Spider-Verse they really stuff could. happening. Yeah. So. Awesome, yeah, fantastic choice. Uh, my number four is going to be a character that Cameron guessed earlier. Uh, <laughs> It's gonna be Namor. Uh, yeah, Marvel's I knew that was yep. Marvel's Aquaman. That was the first one I guess. But too. I say Marvel's Aquaman, even though Namor was nineteen thirty nine and Aquaman was nineteen forty one. It was before. So Aquaman. technically Namor was There's a discrepancy there. And All even right. this is in the Marvel <laughs> Encyclopedia, uh, which I have part of. Um, I have one of the issues of it. It so what it talks about is the fact that yes, Namor did appear first. He didn't get his trident and Atlantis and being the king of Atlantis and all of that until after Aquaman was already established. So, so in case you're curious as to what Cameron's talking about, <laughs> um, Namor is has a origin story that's eerily similar to uh, Arthur Curry. Mm-hmm. This has been one of my biggest things between the Marvel and DC stuff is I, there's so many copies. Oh, from man. either from either side, both sides, you can't blame one side for copying the other. Because I literally ran into one where Marvel they were saying like you know it's essentially a Superman copy, in like the Marvel universe. And I'm yeah. like you know then you have Josh like, and I were actually talking, talking about, about that. that yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Namor is uh, half human, half Atlantean. He um, he is the offspring of an Atlantean princess and an American explorer. Interesting. So pretty similar yeah, to Aquaman. Um, he occasionally leaves his kingdom to work with or fight against humanity. So everything is pretty much yeah. paralleled to right. Um, and, Aquaman. And this is an awkward situation because, like you talked about, Jim, you're saying that like they copy each other. This is one of those situations where Namor shows up and he's just a guy who swims really fast, right? And he's really strong. Then Aquaman comes on the scene and he's got Atlantis. He's got a trident. He's a king. He's half human, half fish. Marvel. And then Marvel takes Namor and they make him into that. Yeah. So it's a, it's an it's kind of like an identity crisis because the character is there first but the story isn't. Right. Yeah. So it's more just like you have the model for the character and yeah. then you have to take that and apply it to Namor. Um, there is another interesting fact that has nothing it has to do with Namor but it's, it's just really interesting. Uh, Jack Kirby actually put in 
a human torch rendition into, into Namor before Fantastic Four ever existed. Oh, really? But huh. it's not considered human torch because I think he dies in it or something. Okay. Like, in the one he shows up in, but it's like the exact character. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, Namor is. Re- regardless, yeah, I just yeah. Li- I like the the aquatic you know characters that are interesting and. Um, I guess since he draws, I do like Aquaman. He's one of my favorite DC characters. So I guess since he draws so many parallels to him, yeah, I would, en- I would enjoy yeah. reading him in uh, in Marvel. I, I, w- I think Namor is really cool. I've read Namor in a couple comics, uh, including the Fear itself series, which I think is one of the better sides of Marvel because it's it's one of the more gritty, more plot driven sides to me, which I think is or more character driven, I guess actually. Um, but I think it's really interesting. Uh, he's kind of like if Orm, which is Aquaman's brother. T- took over Atlantis instead. That's what Namor reminds oh, me of. He's kind of like more of a villain yeah. than he is anything else, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, huh. that was a solid choice. I knew that was what your choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was trying to hide it. <laughs> I couldn't. Cool. So number four, it's actually funny that you mentioned like a Human Torch rendition um, in Namor because number four is Human Torch. Okay. For well, me. there we go. Um, <laughs> so growing up, I had to put uh, Human Torch on there. First of all, I loved like the Chris Evans. Yeah, we have to obviously Chris we have Evans. to talk about it. Um, but growing up, fire was just always that cool elemental ability that, like, I always, you know, like, when you envision, like, having powers or having, like, fire was always that one for me. And, like, just seeing this, you know, this guy literally who just, like, flames on, you know, and, like, is, is, is fire was just such an amazing thing because I was just, like, so blown away by it. So I had to put him on my list for that reason alone. So, cause, just because I love, like, that elemental. Yeah. Um, the elemental thing and then plus like you know growing up too i appreciated like you know chris evans character or like the, i don't know if that's how how you know he is in the comics but i'm basing a lot of, a lot of my stuff is going to be based off of the movies because i didn't read a lot of comics growing up but yeah. with that being said i do a lot of research on some of this stuff so like you know but i didn't do it on nightcrawler and human torch because they were more like appreciated from my childhood and, and stuff like that but like some of the later ones i do yeah. more research on yeah, Fantastic Four for me is actually one where I never got into the comics. I don't find them super fun, which is odd because they're considered super fun. Like, they're considered one of the most fun comic families. Yeah. I never really found it super interesting. I loved the animated show as a kid. They had a brief run with that. And I did love the movies as a kid. Yeah. Even though they are... Again, I are, They're, I, like, that's unwatchable. Another one, that's another one I'm not going to go back and watch as an adult yeah. because, like, I want to hold on to that, like, appreciation from, like, watching them as a kid and being, like, amazed because I did, like... I don't remember much from Silver Surfer. I'm still in awe at seeing silver surfer though because he does look really cool in that film he looks so cool but yeah with as far as far as fantastic four goes it's actually one of those families that i never really got into in the comics i I think most of them from movies i think if you had to choose a fantastic four person human torch would be the right one usually i mean i'm not going to choose the thing right yeah i did like i did like like his portrayal like in that movie as well like jessica alba yeah yeah i do have a little bit of a celebrity crush on her so like i mean that helped but yeah, <laughs> but I, I do think it's funny because you brought up that you like like fire characters. Yeah, and I have a weird obsession with fire characters. Anytime I write I anything too. with powers or anything, usually a fire character either shows up as a villain or as like a hero. Which is interesting because like, like so be many different versions. Yeah, yeah. Which, it, that's actually interesting because lately I've been straying away from fire as like like my main like you know lately I've been like more like that's why I like Thor Maybe too you should read uh, Namor yeah right yeah, no, I've actually been like that's why I like Thor because I've been more in like the lightning and like you know ground yeah. type of deal and so I don't know like just but like growing up like, he's inching his way towards cool. water this whole time <laughs> you'll get there yeah no Human Torch is fun yeah he's, yeah. he's fun 
He's on fire. Yeah. Ooh. My list is on fire. <laughs> because of you. <laughs> snuff out these bad jokes. <laughs> That's right. We got the editor sitting next to us. <laughs> Let me give Jim a moment. Oh, my God. You almost spit out my water. Uh, oh my God. All right. So moving on here. We're moving pretty quick to number three. Number three. Um... So my number three, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Uh, he has not had an appearance in pretty much anything in terms of film or TV or animated. Uh, Phantom X, who is a really fun character. He was created by Grant Morrison, who's one of my favorite comic book writers. Um, he who worked on like Doom Patrol. He did a great run on JLA, all these kind of things. Um, but he created Phantom X, and Phantom X shows up in the Uncanny X Force universe a lot. I think he first showed up in like X Men number or New X Men number one twenty eight or All New X Men or whatever. Um, but Phantom X is a really interesting character because he has multiple brains. He's basically like a human experiment gone odd, I guess is the way to put it. But he's another example of like adult sarcastic humor. Um, and he's, then he's part of X Force. Yeah, he's part. He's, he's part of Uncanny X Force. Uh, he's a really important part because. He is the guy... X-Force is already about the, the people who will do what X-Men won't. They'll take the hard missions. They'll take the dirty missions. They'll do that. But he's the guy who will go beyond what they're willing to do. He will, he will like, kill someone even if it's something hard to kill. Um, but he's a really interesting character. Eventually, they actually split him into three, person, into three different people. They take his brain and take those three different personalities and put them in different bodies. Yeah. Um, so then he kind of is at battle with himself, literally, constantly. Cool. So like he's at battle with like this bigger, stronger version of him, with this female version of him. There's a weird uh, comic where he's like in love with the female version of himself, and like they have a romantic involvement. It's really odd. It's also somewhat part of the X-Men universe, too, because they're talking yeah. about he's like talking to Jean Grey and yeah, Professor Yeah, the all-new X-Men number 128, I think, yeah. is the one he appeared in. Yeah. So you have to be very specific if our listeners are searching for it um, because Josh and I originally typed in Phantom X and we got a whole bunch of like PC parts and text so we were wondering if this was even a real villain and and (laughs) golf putters yeah Yeah, so you have to be very specific and he is more of like an anti-hero than he is anything else but this is why it's good guys and he's really interesting like I mentioned the like there's like a darker universe there which is like the X-Force universe and he's it's very character driven and he's part of that driving character and he's part of that driving aspect behind the x-force so i think he's really fun and interesting and especially on a team like deadpool and wolverine you have someone who is an individual and they are more interesting to read than those other characters who are like long-standing characters Mm -hmm. yeah Cool. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't know who that is. Yeah, so I figured you guys probably haven't read it. Yeah, if yeah, you have both, read it. As soon as he said Phantom X, Josh and I both reached for our phone to start <laughs> yep. looking for it. Yep. We were, we but were I would recommend. <laughs> I would recommend reading uh, Remender's Uncanny X Force series. I have a lot of it, but um, it's really good. Phantom X is a main player in it, and it's just it's a really fun. He's fun, and he makes the story fun. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say. Anyway, <laughs> my. Uh, Oh, I was gonna say I do like um, like the X Force in general, just like yeah. how they're like the special agents and yeah, and, and it's all led by Wolverine, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, too. yeah. All right. Um, cool. So my number three is actually gonna be Nightcrawler. Yeah, uh, sweet. So, but some things I wanted to mention about Nightcrawler that um, uh, I noticed you missed was that he's actually Mystique's son. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Yep. Um, yeah. So which is he was the blue. Yes, 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 exactly. 
Um, his father is Azazel, mm-hmm. which okay. is interesting. Which is in X Men yeah. First Class. Yes, yep. Azazel was yeah part of that. It was really funny. I have like kind of an off topic, but we were I was sitting in the theater watching First Class with some friends, and one of the girls I was with had never seen it, and she goes, "Oh, Azazel, I really like that name." But little did she know that like Azazel was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we all just it, it's funny just a little maybe I'll name my firstborn Azazel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so it's interesting because he kind of has a not really, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to parallel this to DC, right? He kind of has a um, uh, a Dick Grayson upbringing in a way, yeah. Where he was raised okay. in a circus, yeah. And, because yeah, which and he was actually they actually put him as a trapeze trapeze artist. And okay. what they did is they just audience just just assumed that he was a human who was dressed up as a like a blue demon. Yeah. And so that's really fascinating that he's like hidden in plain sight. Right. And um, yeah, I just I just think he's really cool. He's he's German, which is kind of yeah, neat. Yeah. So that, it's not that was like another every, thing. Every also hero super is, interesting. I, I was thinking yeah. about mentioning when I yeah. talked about it, but I was like the other stuff that we were talking about. Like yeah, I think it's is, just like, interesting that like they they chose to do that. It's like not every superhero is American. No. They don't speak you know perfect English, especially in a world yeah. like X Men, mm-hmm. where you literally have mutants from around the world that are being yeah. brought together. Yeah. Like, like, in, in the, the whole point. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of X Men is kind of like a political take on like race and diversity and different cultures coming together. It's, it's yeah Nightcrawler is a great like emphasis um, kind of like you touched on earlier he's just fun like the yeah. teleportation like stuff is just fun and the just like the blue as he's like he disappearing was, from one place to another and just cheering cheering on a demon right? yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like it's kind of fun and he's in the um. there's an old X-Men game that's very similar to Marvel Ultimate Alliance he's in that as well and he just okay. like poofs around everywhere yeah, and it's yeah, so yeah. much fun to use him yeah. I think he's in Either Ultimate Alliance or Ultimate Alliance it's 2. It's one of them I think he does show up in. Yeah. yeah. He's super fun to play as well. Yeah. Man, I love Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's I just so forget good. about that game. Right <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So, Cameron, I hate that you keep mentioning ones that are on my list, but Wolverine is my number three pick. Yeah, so moving on to number three. Wolverine is just like, I don't know. I grew up watching, watching you know, Hugh Jackman play like Wolverine. Then, like, as I got older, I kind of dealt a little bit more into other stories that I ran into think they had like a hulk versus thing a little bit on netflix that i ran to where it was like one of the it was a three-part episodes and one of the episodes was hulk versus wolverine yeah, it's like an animated and so it was that one was really cool to watch because like i'm not always really big on marvel animated stuff at least yeah. like the newer stuff but like that was such a cool one to watch to watch these two essentially you know immortal beings like you know go at each other to see who wins um eventually leading to a stalemate but yeah you know just I don't know, just the idea of, like, Wolverine and... I don't know, he's just a really cool... He's, he's a fascinating character because he's, like, this experiment gone wrong, And he's, like, kind of? such a... He's kind of, like, experiment. a mysterious ex... Uh, oh. He's a... <laughs> he's, he's kind of a mysterious You're gonna character. snuff out your, your own bad jokes. Right? <laughs> I just thought that I got an O from both of you. <laughs> That's a sign of a good pun, right? I know. Um, but, no, he's, he's kind of... He, I don't know. He, he's kind of a mysterious character in mm-hmm. itself because that's what he wants to be. He like, I don't know if it's because of shame of like going through the experiments or him trying to come to terms with it still, or him trying to like just deal with life with the, the, the stuff like that. But like he shadows himself and he becomes a new you know mysterious character. I like that he's like a good guy. He's a hero, but he's like a disgruntled. Yeah, he's man, yeah, like, that's one of my he's favorite like, things. Yeah, he's like this. He's like a. I don't know. Yeah, it's like he cigar could, smoking. Like, he doesn't could really just cares. be. Yeah. Um, I specifically, I especially. So I haven't seen Logan, 
yet. Uh, I didn't finish it. I read the Old Man Logan run, and it's super good. And it's which is done by Charles Saul. Right? It's it's everything I wanted yeah. from like just a like but, angry old yeah. <laughs> Wolverine. Yeah, growing up, I did watch a few of like I think it was like the Amazing X Men or something like that. But like you know, like just seeing that rendition of him too mm-hmm. was was really cool. And I'm still waiting to see that yellow, the yellow Keep suit. Keep waiting. Yeah, the yellow suit on the big screen. Everyone is waiting. I know, I know, I, I know. But at the same time, I'm also kind of happy that they didn't, because like I feel like that could be really bad to see on screen. But like I don't know, just if he's just got wrong, like one of the yeah. coolest. He's just got one of the coolest like outfits too. I don't yeah, know what it is. I I want to say one thing real quick. We're um, kind of out of time on this one, but I want to say uh, something that we haven't said yet, which is I think it's really cool that. He was created by Len Wein, uh, who created one of my favorite characters, Swamp Thing, who we've talked about in multiple podcasts and stuff. Um, but what's really cool about that is that Charles Soule is now writing um, Wolverine. He's like one of the like big writers for Wolverine right now. And he also did a very nice run on Swamp Thing for the New 52. Okay. He did a great run on it. So I think it's kind of funny that he's created by this character. And now, right now, he some of his most important storylines are now being done by someone who's also worked on that same important yeah. character. Um, yeah, he's a really Charles Soule. Charles Soule is a top quality. I, I obviously do, if, I he's, if he's getting Charles pulled from, by yeah. both companies. Yeah. yeah, he also writes for like Vader. He also writes like Vader for Star Wars and stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's cool. he's a great comic wow. book writer. He's amazing. Yeah. This podcast was not brought to you by Charles Soule. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh All right. Well, moving in then to number two. Number two. It's actually a perfect character to move into number two. So it's not my character, but uh, Nightcrawler. Is my number no two. Way. So, <laughs> um, but the reason why Nightcrawler is a perfect character to move in from that is something we haven't mentioned yet, which he is also created by Len Wein. Yeah. Uh, which is also another big thing. I actually didn't realize this for a long time because I've loved Swamp Thing and I've loved Nightcrawler. I did not realize they were created by the same person. Um, but I think it's really cool just because he, this guy has like created all these important heroes in different companies in too. different companies yeah. yeah I think it's just so important but uh, Nightcrawler I love um, we didn't really talk about I don't know if you guys have seen it the X-Men Apocalypse movie a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't like it I actually enjoyed it I, didn't get I thought it was fun um, it's not like the best film in the world but it's fun to watch yeah. it's colorful it's pretty and it's just like it's it's fun to watch them especially Nightcrawler kind of like pop around on screen See, and I haven't like take seen different that people one out yeah, yeah, yeah Nightcrawler I was so skeptical going into it I didn't I wasn't sure I liked the kid they chose I can't remember his name um, but then I saw like he's in the very opening and he's great he is such a great choice for Nightcrawler obviously we probably won't see him play Nightcrawler again now that Disney owns him but he he is such Disney. a fun character, whether it's in the comics or it's in the movies or it's in the animated series. He's just so interesting, and he's got some of the strongest powers, too. The ability to transport himself anywhere, and he also has that ability, which is Zazel uses, to put himself inside of other people's bodies, which is what he has to be worried about, because he doesn't want to mix himself with like other molecules. But I just think he's such a fun character. Obviously, we all love him since he's yeah. shown up on our top five completely. All of that's us. Cool. Which yeah, is I think that's cool. Which is also the first like, yeah, <laughs> that showed up in like like different spots, but all on our top five. Right. I know. I think that is one of the first times that's oh, happened. That's interesting. Made, Monumental. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, he's, he's just a really That definitely character. looks, because I did see a picture. The one the kid from X-Men Apocalypse looks a little bit closer. I definitely, too. I think he's like really Like the comic good. books. Yeah. I, yeah. I also, also <laughs> being an emo kid, I also appreciate I, that's that, like, the whole like, emo look. Well, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, that angsty, look. Like, yeah. As soon as I first saw it, I just thought, like, it's not just a phase mom. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but he's phasing. All right. Oh, oh God. God. Oh. oh, this episode. All right. You guys made me do Marvel. <laughs> you're going to get, get puns. Um, cool. Oh, cool. it's my turn. Yes, uh, it is your turn. Yes, it is. Uh, my my number two is gonna be uh, someone we talked about earlier. It's just it's a fun, stupid character. It's gonna be Deadpool. He's okay, just okay. he's just fun. He's one of the first like Marvel characters that I got into because he's his like I said his comics are just stupid fun. He's just going around. They do the they do the the, uh, the run the where he goes to like he goes into like the Declaration of Independence and he just like murders people and stuff and he's just he's fighting dinosaurs huh. and doing all this crazy stuff. And then there's like the little more serious um, storyline where like Cable comes back and he's like, oh, the future's all messed up. Yeah. You have to help me save it and all this stuff. So it's it's interesting that he's he goes from breaking the fourth wall and like, which is know, a fun like trope that they yeah. have him yeah. doing. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah. To like being semi-serious yeah. and, and Not actually to helping he's out. Played by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, who is well, not in the comics. Perfect. Uh, uh, I mean, that's that's well, that is debatable. Point. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. They could have done a Ryan Reynolds run, um, but yeah, I mean, I know, I know a lot of people. He's kind of fallen under that stigma of like being too popular, where he's fun to not like now, or he's become yeah. <clears throat> he's become uh, popular to not like. Yeah, and while I, I guess I've kind of fallen into that like I've I didn't I didn't see Deadpool 2 I think they're kind of flooding us with Deadpool now and they're flooding us with Marvel in general and it was just too much yeah and see this is funny because this is another one that I'm actually opposite on kind of like Fantastic Four I actually don't really like the comic book Deadpool all that much I love him in X-Force because he's balanced out by all the other people um I do think the comics they're too heavy-handed on the type of fourth wall breaking that they're doing to where to me it just doesn't become as funny anymore because you expect it so it's always expected yeah so i'm not gonna laugh because i know they're gonna do it um there are aspects of the comic i like that he has like multiple voices in his head and stuff they don't do that in the movies which i think is interesting um i do i was not expecting to like the first deadpool movie i do love the first deadpool movie i didn't love the second one as much but i still liked it a lot actually i still thought it was really enjoyable um so I know you like to drop like specific comics if people want, yeah. to, want to get into yeah. reading and stuff. One of the first ones that I read was Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that's yes, that's one of the more, which, more famous ones, I think. Yeah, from... which is really fun. He just goes around and murders all your favorite heroes. I mean, there's no spoiler there. It says it in the, in the yeah. title. And they're not going to fake a Deadpool title. Yeah, and it's off the series that they have where someone kills the Marvel Universe. They have a couple different characters that have killed the Marvel yeah. Universe. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is interesting that, like, you know, that pits him as, like, one of, like, the strongest, yeah. like, one of the strongest Marvel Marvel characters. I was also going to say I enjoy specific Deadpool runs because Brian Posehn actually writes. Yeah. Some oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Which is cool, and I really like Brian Posehn. Um, I do, too. So when I learned that, I was like, yeah, I got I to gotta read his stuff. And I really enjoy it. Um, but... I guess I enjoyed enough to make him my number two. So there you go. <laughs> so I did run into, which was an interesting thing. I did run into like I guess it's a 
five pack like Deadpool toy and it's like a rainbow. Oh yeah, it's like it's a whole yeah. big thing. There's like a whole bunch of different. They all have their own individual names though, which is it's also just, interesting. Yeah, it's probably his personalities or something. That's what that's what like you know. So there are a lot of different versions of Deadpool now yeah. too. Uh, he does have. We are way over time on this one, but he does have uh, a whole comic book that's kind of kind of actually makes him less unique. Uh, they made a whole bunch of Deadpool's, like different versions, like some are animals. There's Lady weird Deadpool, stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, they have like a dog. Makes, or like, that's yeah. another thing I think that kind of made him less interesting in the comics to me is that now he's literally a dime a dozen. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so there's like actually I'll show you guys the picture while we're moving on. But there's like the pictures of yeah, like oh, the nice. other like unmasked. Like Deadpool, Rainbow, but he is plus. he is super important. He's yeah. definitely worth putting on the list. Um, yeah, so cool. All right, on to number two. Um, you guys were kind of shitting on him earlier, nice. but he is on my number two. Uh, Captain America. I knew it. I saw your face. My number two. <laughs> yeah. So, but I have him as my number two for a lot of different reasons. Um, I actually ended up writing an entire paper on the history of Captain America. So it goes way more into like just being, you know, the stars and stripes that we've seen on screen. Yeah. Like, you know, I've seen his downfall. I've seen his like turn into um, like the nomad and you know, stuff like that where he actually doesn't feel like he's worthy enough to be Captain America anymore. And I was actually really excited to see him pass the mantle on at the end of, you know, spoilers. I don't know if we, yeah, spoilers to see him pass the mantle on. That's fine. At the end of Endgame. I haven't seen you know, it, yet, but it's fine. I don't care. You know, but I mean, it was bound to happen eventually, though, because like it was such a big part of the comics. Because that brings in Falcon, stuff like right? we have yeah. like Falcon and Bucky also yeah. becomes Captain America at one point. Because that was a huge story arc was like yeah. him not feeling worthy enough to be Captain America. You know, like there's so many different Shield editions that they have. So I was disappointed to see that we haven't really gotten any other Shields in the Marvel movies as well. Because you know he's gotten some from um, I think he got real, real high tech one. From Black Panther, from, yeah, where it was like an energy type yeah. of shield, or like you know maybe it was like the black and like it was like black in the circle or whatever. But you know, just watching like and looking it up from the his original like run by like uh, Jack Kirby and uh, uh, Ditko, yeah, yeah. Um, at the very you know nineteen whatever. But it was also such a big propaganda thing too because it was right at the time of like the big world wars that we were going through. Yeah, it, it was. It was super important because he was created by two Jewish comic book writer, you know, writer yeah. and artist, and that was so important at the time because what they were doing is they were giving representation to their people, which didn't have it. They needed yeah. a hero that was for them, yeah, and that's what Captain America you know, stands for. It, again, yeah. it was like I said, it was such a big propaganda thing because it was like it was not only a way, you know, to like I have a big poster because the first edition, the very first cover is Captain America swooping through the window. Punching Hitler punching in the face, Hitler, yeah. yeah, which is like great because it's such a relevant thing. You know, at, at the time it was such a big thing, but he was such an icon for the people as like yeah. a hero. So I want to say that I wasn't necessarily shitting on Captain America earlier. I was only saying that he's fallen under kind of like the Deadpool trope, where we're flooded with Captain America, yeah, and we're tired of seeing him. If I'm being honest, um, he's a very cool character. I really enjoy it. I love how his shield comes back to him, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Well, that's um, just, that's like, you know, are you talking like after he like throws her or just how yeah. he, yeah, that's how actually like part of him, his like part of the super soldier serum and like him like increasing his like brain power. He's like making these trajectory like calculations in his head to like throw his shield. Obviously sometimes like it doesn't always happen, 
which is cool to see in the movies that like he throws it and the shield just like ends up over there and he has to finish his fight without the shield. Yeah. So like yeah. you know there yeah. we can still see those miscalculations or like the sudden changes, but but I do appreciate how he's kind of like sorry I'm gonna do another DC parallel, but kind of in the same way of like Superman where he's like truth justice he's like the American way. Yeah. He's like, the patriot boy. Yeah. 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 He really yeah, exactly. is. Like yeah. You know. But there's so many other reasons there's why been I have a other, love for him. There's yeah. been other characters that have kind of that Marvel has created in his image. There's actually like Captain Canuck, who is Canada. There's um, um, there's, yeah. There's there was another one. There's like a British one. Yeah, Captain Britain. Is it Captain Britain? Yeah, yeah. it's literally yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain yeah. Britain. Yeah. Um, there's Captain Mexico too. That like I think I saw. I don't like know if that was like a joke. Of, one, but yeah, yeah, it's really cool that yeah. they were able to like so do I mean, that one too. It's cool so. that he was big enough and he was important enough, like you said, um, to spawn these other things. Yeah. So. And he continues to be big yeah. today. Yeah. I fell in love yeah. with him again in the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games uh, awesome. because that's got the Civil War story. And in yeah. the Civil War story, I think it shows that Captain America is not just a guy that stands. He's not. It's not about that he stands he's not gonna, within with a government that he finds infallible. Nope. He's it's about do he stands he for his rights and yeah. his virtues. And I think it's so important. And that's so amazing because, yeah. like, I even like as much as like I wasn't a huge fan of the Civil War movie that they did in, in like the MCU. Yep. But I like what they did with him because like that is true to Captain America himself. He is going to do what he needs to even though it's going to be against his friends. Yep. It's going to be against his government. It's going to be against what like everybody else wants him to do. Yeah. So. And just to end that, if you haven't read it, read the first Marvel Civil War comic because it is worth reading. The second one is not as good, I don't think. But the first one is really good and it'll give you an appreciation for Captain America. Yeah. Cool. So, Number one. So with that, let's climb to the tippy top and go over Ooh. our our number ones. Our marvelous first picks. Yeah, there we go. He's been trying <laughs> for that one so hard. You are getting. You are punishing. I'm just us. absolutely poison over here. You I'm can even call say you. that I'm venom. I'm gonna. And that's my number one choice. Oh, guys, I, I was quit. I was actually <laughs> Wait, gonna call you, I was actually gonna call you the Punisher. <laughs> My number one choice is going to be Venom. Venom is I, He is? Yeah, he is technically he an is, anti-hero. He's way, an anti-hero and not... He actually has gone further than that. He's been just a true hero. Okay. So the X-Force comics that I've mentioned written by Remender, he also wrote an amazing run of Venom. And Venom is just straight up a hero. Which in is interesting because most people associate him as being a Spider-Man villain. Right. But the thing about Venom is he's actually a lot of times just misunderstood. Uh, he's an alien who kind of came here with no idea what to really do. Yeah. And he is taken over by someone who's filled with anger and rage. And like that's Brock, kind of what right? he becomes. Right. Yeah. But then he's uh, eventually he gets taken over by uh, Flash, which is the bully that Peter Parker yeah. had. Um, and when they do that storyline, it's really interesting because... We're talking about a guy who is, um, he's a military combatant, and he lost his legs. Uh, so he doesn't have his legs anymore because he lost them in a, in a war. Interesting. And I think it's really interesting because they give him the Venom suit so he can move again. which So he can run, he can you know jump like yeah. he could before. And Venom gives him this ability to go against sometimes what his orders are and do the right thing because he can do the right thing. And then when they pull the suit off of him, you see that terrible feeling of him not being able to do anything anymore because he has no he doesn't yeah. have the legs to move um i it's such an important marvel comic to me because it delves so much into like the human psyche and that's kind of what venom is he's this implant in he's your the brain. play yeah because right. like that, that's where he became the spider-man villain but because he was 
you know, he was being occupied by Eddie Brock, right. who, like you said, was filled with so much hate and so much yeah. anger that it translated into this Venom. And and even Eddie's not a bad guy. He's more of, like, an anti-hero. He's just a guy filled with rage yeah. and who gets something that fills him with more rage. Like, they, they kind of play off of each other and they're bad Because that's what it is. It's like the Venom, like, entity is... It enhances the emotions. Yeah. In a way. Well, also, like, you know, it does, like, does more with a little bit rage and, like, because they did it... I know we don't want to talk about so much Spider-Man 3, you know, but, like, you know, when he, like, the black suit Spider-Man yeah. was essential, like, you know, he was a different Peter Parker because of Venom was causing the him to, like... Right, yeah, yeah, he's mean to Mary Jane, he's got bad dance moves, he does his hair differently. <laughs> yeah, 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 but... So. They, and then they also <laughs> made... such a stupid scene, I'm so sorry, but... Oh, God, and then they yeah. also made uh, Venom with Tom Hardy... Which is not really Venom. It's uh, as I've always said. It's Venom playing Tom Hardy, not the other way around. That's mostly what the movie is. Yeah, it I wasn't very good. Yeah. It was cool. I will say to see Venom finally, like, actually on screen, um, in a real way. And there is one scene in that where like he's fighting SWAT members, and I was like, this is what the whole movie should have been because it's dark, it's horror filled, but yet Venom's just having a blast taking out all these people, yeah. and that's what the whole movie should have been to me is like that kind of vibe. Um, but I, I just really love the character. There's so much to love about him. There's so much. He's so important. I, okay. I was going to ask why you chose Venom over Carnage, but I guess Carnage is just a straight-up villain. Carnage is a... He's a spawn of Venom that it, then attaches himself to a serial killer, and yeah. they're both just that kind of personality. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Carnage doesn't have a lot of places for me to love, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, so, my number one is going to be uh, Gambit. Okay. Actually. Uh, the Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, dude, are we surprised at this point? point? Are we surprised at this point? I, yeah, I just, I don't know. If I had to like someone that, like, wasn't in, um, so, I mean, like I said, Deadpool, I guess, would have been my number one, but I got really tired of him. I got oversaturated with it. They came out with the movie, which was fine. And I read the comics, and I feel like, not to dwell on Deadpool a little more, but the comics felt kind of one note to me. Yeah. It was like, he's going to yell the F word, he's going to shoot somebody in the head. Right. He's going to break the wall. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to become predictable. Like, so yeah. if you read one comic, you read the other one. Um, I don't know, Gambit, Gambit's just so cool. I always liked the throwing cards. I thought it was really cool, and the fact it that is, he's really good with the bow staff. It's like, it is so interesting <clears throat> to see the weapon choice they have for that because like yeah. you know i mean that's his whole shtick is the power is the cards the power is what he puts onto the cards yeah, to make the telekinetic it. yeah which is interesting yeah. like it's it's yeah um, and then you know doing doing a little research on him uh he was born he was basically born into like gang life mm -hmm. and he grew up on the streets um and he didn't uh like join the x-men or anything until he saved storm from yeah. from one of her villains and he falls in love with Rogue, and there's that whole story about how they're in love, but they can't touch each other because Rogue will kill him. Yeah. Um, it, doesn't he also still hustle people, even as like an X Men or like as a hero? He still hustles people at like the card games. He'll yeah. go to like the I mean, bars. He's he's very much an anti hero. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I love him because of the way he was portrayed in the animated series. Unfortunately, yeah. we have not gotten that great of a portrayal. I think he was. Yeah. Actually, I thought... Did they have him in the still, original X-Men movies? The three uh, X-Men ones? So he's I in... I think he's in, like, Wolverine Origins or something. He's in Wolverine Origins. That's right. He's okay in Wolverine Origins. Yeah. But then they were going to have... What's his... What is his uh, name? Was it Channing Tatum? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh my god, they have been trying yeah. to get that movie off the ground forever. Dude, I will I say that's that. the one that's good thing so great, about yeah. Fox going to Disney is yeah. maybe that won't happen now. But <laughs> maybe yeah. it will happen, but without Channing Tatum. That's that's what I yeah. <laughs> but the thing about Gambit that I love is he is just an anti-hero. He works with the X Men, but only on his terms. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is uh, like an interesting thing I see from like a lot of X Men is like they kind of work with their own terms because like Wolverine was a lot of yeah. the same thing, but it's like Wolverine revolving. gets eventually roped into like being a teacher there, yeah. as far as like the movies are concerned. But like he's there, you know, on his own accord, and he's going to walk away yeah. if he feels the need to walk away to go take care of something mm-hmm. else. As much as like they hate that that he does that. You know, Gambit is a lot of the same ways, and they all do it. Yeah, I, I think it's really funny that we've brought up a ton of X-Men characters. There are a lot of X-Men characters in Marvel to Love. We were talking about this before the podcast started, mm-hmm. too. Um, but one thing that I think is funny about it is I brought up Len Wein earlier. Len Wein is also responsible for reinvigorating the X-Men franchise. Uh, he's the reason why X-Men is as good and modern as it is today. He came in and kind of changed the scope of what those stories were. Yeah. So, sweet. Cool. So on to my number one. It's funny that you mentioned him earlier as well. On one of your picks, though, um, my number one is going to be Spider Man. Yeah. On this one, just because Spider Man was one of those ones that I actually I don't really remember the stories that I read, but I do remember growing up actually reading the Spider Man comics. I have one sitting at home that I'm going to be pulling out soon because we just moved and the box is like in a quick and easy spot to grab. So I'm going to go dig it out at some point soon. Um, but I love Spider Man. I just, I like the character. I like, you know, that he had such a different, like, power set than, like, what we ever see. Like, the, just, like, the whole web swinging and, you yeah. know, the... Um, I do like, like we talked about, the Andrew Garfield rendition of it. The I do like the Tom Holland rendition of it right now. You know, and just, I don't know, just good old, you know, good old Spidey. He's just a, you know, like a city boy who's just, like, doing his thing. Like, you know, he's just, like, hoping for the best most of the time. And... He throws some funny quips that you don't always like. Yeah, and he's so... One thing I love that I was just thinking about, too, is that the original Spider-Man in the comics and stuff, he's really smart. He's oh, hyper-intelligent. And he builds everything himself. And I think that's one thing that is, that's drawn me away from Tom Holland's is Tom Holland is he's giving, giving all of his tech. He's giving yeah. literally everything. But I think that's one of the yeah. things that I liked so much about the Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man yes. is that he did do that. He exactly. did go and build all his stuff and he did do all... You know, like, because... Uh, like I found out later that like what kind of set apart the Tobey Maguire one is that like his web stuff comes from within him yep. whereas like that's not the case like he built his web shooters mm, yeah it's only the case and I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man where Peter Parker actually has it like ingrained in him to yeah. shoot webs but other than that the Amazing Spider-Man has the web shooters and that makes it more interesting because it, it gives it stakes too because sometimes he runs out of web and he's just like oh no yeah, like, and exactly. he has to try to figure out but he still has so many other powers that he can draw on yeah. which is interesting he just loses his some of his extra mobility yeah and I, I love who he is as a person too <laughs> go ahead Josh oh I was just waiting Josh to is talk. like yeah oh, you um, I was th- I was gonna say I think one thing you guys have missed is um, also his super strength yes well that's what I'm saying like he has like, more powers to draw on I know but you didn't reference it specifically so I'm, I'm here to do that <laughs> Um, well, I, so I saw a comparison, and he's actually, like, one of the strongest yeah. characters in, mm-hmm. like, the Marvel Universe. And that's really interesting, especially if, if they're going to portray that in, like, a high school kid. Yeah. To make him, like, the strongest person yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really cool. Because it's, like, you don't expect... You don't really hear about that part of him. I mean, mm-hmm. you see him, like, crash into buses and stuff, and he breaks them open. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see... 
I, I mean, he I guess doesn't play on his strengths so much. Yeah, not he not seems, every chance that he gets, he no. like lifts the bus yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no. So. He does I, it when he absolutely needs to, which is also makes him interesting as mm-hmm. like a character because he uses only the pertinent powers when it yeah, is yeah. needed the most. Like he's, he's, he's using, responsible. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, I'm gonna quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, you bring up his strength. This reminds me of something funny about the Civil War movie that I thought was hilariously bad. Is Captain America? I think I have Captain America's like, how dare you bring a kid to this insane fight? And then tries to squash him with a vehicle. He doesn't know he's strong. No, all he knows is he can shoot webs. Yeah, and at that point he just throws the heaviest thing he can on top of this kid. Yeah, and luckily he catches it. Otherwise, you'd have just had a flattened teenager. Which is, would have been funny. Too, it would have yeah. been hilarious. Anyways, yeah. anyway, <laughs> cool. All right, so that's our top five Marvel yes. Marvel good guys. Top five Marvel Marvel I goodness. Kinda, I think I like that we didn't go so much into like the Avengers world with it. I don't think you can. I mean, at this I point, I mean, because I mean, like Spider Man is now now an Avenger. I mean, he was in the comics, but he's now more of an Avenger than he was before. I did have Captain America, but in a much different well, way. I mean, there's so many Avengers because you have Avengers East Coast, West Coast. You have regular Avengers. You have uh, young Avengers. So you have a yeah. ton of different choices. I mean, like but it's, I, they're kind of the. I, I mean, I, yeah. They put them in a team because they're not as interesting as some of the other people is kind of how I look at it. But, like, the, the, I mean, like, it's... I mean, with... You don't have the main Avengers. I yeah. guess, like, you know, we don't right. have a lot of, like, you know, for yeah. that reason of, yeah. like... I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, just, we, we've kind of stepped yeah. out a little bit more I with some of the X-Men I wonder why Black universe. Widow didn't make our list. Yeah, could be because... Yeah, I don't understand don't why she's there. Right I was like, the movies. Or Hawkeye, who has an unlimited supply of arrows. Which Both I do them. like that they referenced that in, like, the first <laughs> Avengers movie when he reached back and he had no more arrows. Yeah. But then he was just beating the crap out of him with his... Bow he also anyways. shoots an arrow, like, a mile away from him and kills, like, a giant space Yeah, worm. So, so I mean, just, yeah. I'm not saying all of it makes sense, but yeah. I just, like... <laughs> Hawkeye and Black Widow are in the Avengers movies to sway their hips and look good in tights. Yeah. So that's what they're yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Right. So, wow. that leads us into... <laughs> what a finish. Honorable mentions. All right. All right. I forgot that I was starting off honorable mentions. Yes, you are. I hey. never quite decided what my honorable mention was. You got I had honorable. three choices... Um, I do have a choice that I'm going to choose just because I don't think I don't think anyone else is going to say it. Uh, so my honorable mention is going to be Ghost Rider. Oh, I thought about putting him on our list too. I I really love Johnny Blaze specifically, like the Ghost Rider that most people know. Um, he's the one with the motorcycle and the chain whips. Yeah, yeah. There are other ones too. Yeah. One of them drives like a regular car, which I don't think is as effective yeah. <laughs> as it is on a motorcycle. Ghost like, driver. <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about Ghost Rider is, for one, the spirit of vengeance taking over this guy, which is and great. after like this deal with the devil and stuff like that. But I, as much as people don't like them, I love the Ghost Rider films. I love yes. them. Yeah, I, I like the Nicolas they Cage. They are yeah, ridiculous they were fun. fun. It's Nicolas Cage really good, yeah. at his best. Just I think so. Ridiculous. I think he played a great <laughs> Ghost Rider. I, I think I do. I've just he never played. heard anybody say good things about Nick Cage movies. I guess except Con Air. <laughs> I was like, I like Nick Cage, but I don't like him for. <laughs> I like Nick Cage for a lot of reasons, but Ghost Rider, especially the one that everyone hated, which was number two. I never watched. I the second loved one. the second one because the second one is outlandish. He takes over like a whole crane in a construction area. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and it's I, so much fun. Going back to like the actual like Ghost Rider, I don't know if this was like a thing in the comics, but like they did it in the movie really well, where like he peers into their like souls, souls, yeah. yeah, and it like 
that's enough to like just so he actually meets the new ghost rider and they battle because the new one is actually not a real ghost rider he's okay. he's a spirit he's a they, it's like the spirit rider. of like his murderous uncle or something or something like that that takes over him and it's a similar idea to ghost rider and he exists in the same universe but he's more of like a copy okay um but he's not an actual spirit of vengeance so they meet each other and that's how he beats him johnny blaze beats him like... by soul peering into him and then yeah. just leaving basically so he just demolishes him and then goes yeah but i love johnny blaze i just think he's so cool too and he was so much fun to play in like x-men ultimate or not x-men marvel <laughs> ultimate alliance yep. we talk about that consistently yeah. and he was really that was one of my first introductions to him and he's really fun to play in that yeah. game yeah plus watching oh, the leather clad skeleton the ghost rider you were talking about with the car drives a 1969 dodge charger and yeah. calls it the hell charger it looks really bad. It's so much, yeah. so much more wide. Um, I also plays. didn't know. I looked up Ghost Rider because it's been a while since I've seen him. But apparently, it's also a costume, like an unlockable costume in Little Big Planet Two, which is kind of weird. What? Huh. <laughs> That's cool. Of That's all like, the things, yeah, right? Just like Sackboy running around as Ghost Rider, That's just fun. like whipping things like with fun. chains. <laughs> I mean, if you can Iron Man and Tony Hawk, then why not Ghost Rider and Little Big? That's really know. funny. I saw like a Hulk. Like in Tony Hawk, because it was a speed run um, charity foundation that I'm watching, and like one of the ones was like Tony Hawk, was, like Underground too, and they had like the the thumbnail was the Hulk. <laughs> it's like on the skateboard, which I thought was fantastic. Oh, so, Gosh. speaking of Hulk, my honorable mention is gonna be Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> I threw you off there, didn't I? That was good. Yeah, that was um, good. I like that. I just I like the idea of not being able to see and using your like using that to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I guess using that to your advantage because your other skills will be heightened, but like not letting that stop you. Yeah. From from being able to. Yeah. Yeah. To protect your your town and your city and do what you have to do, right? So I mean, I really enjoyed. I don't think I watched like the third season of Daredevil. I enjoyed the first and second. I didn't watch it was the fun. Actual. I didn't watch the second one. I didn't watch. Any I mean, of that regardless, I thought it was fun. I thought the character. I thought the guy who played it, you know, was fine. He did. He was fine. Better than. Better than what Ben Affleck was. Yeah. Doing with, <laughs> yeah. Where he's like jumping four city blocks off buildings like yeah. he's a yeah. superhero. But yeah, because I mean, I mean that is that is a good point because in the show he did get jacked up like a lot and he yeah. was getting stabbed and he had to go to. But the it was also like yeah, was, yeah. that was also like the start of him being Daredevil, wasn't it? That was kind of like a Daredevil origin right. story. Yeah. So yeah. Like, that's like I mean that's really cool that they did that because like you're not going to be the most amazing thing like right. you know at the very beginning but he also this, I mean, in, every in the second season he also got you know he got wounds and it's yeah. funny because he's he's a lawyer yeah, by day you know so he'd come into like his law firm black eyes with and black yeah. eyes because so, like, I got think the, it's interesting like I know it's probably not a, like they did the same thing like in Arrow where like he was getting his you know like you yeah. know Flash too they also did it too with a lot of these like origin stories where like you know they're not the best heroes yeah. when they start and yes, that's, you know that's true. I like the Ben Affleck rendition. We're like, you know, oh, like I'm blind now. I'm gonna go. We don't. You know. We don't talk about that. Yeah. Just like we don't talk about the Halle Berry Catwoman, or the Keanu Reeves Constantine. Yep. Yeah. There's so many things to not talk about. <laughs> that's funny. Um, um. Yeah, he's a really good character. One thing that's always funny. I think Jim knows me smiling over here when you mentioned Daredevil. I always think about Daredevil. And this someone brought it up one time. They're like, I'm so tired of writers debilitating a character but then giving them superpowers that completely takes away the debilitating factor like daredevil actually sees better than any of us do 
because yeah. he can see he can see around corners and around entire city streets. Yeah, and he can see every like, piece of it, creating that light. So he can't see, but like yeah. when he meets Spider Man when they did the animated movie with, between the two of them, he demolishes Spider Man. Because he can see everything, you can't hide from. Yeah, because he does it based off of like the vibrations and like it builds like yeah. his view of the city based off of the vibrations that are coming from everything around yeah. him and it, like the sounds. It's and... like what if Batman could just hear you everywhere you were? It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, it's he's still a really fun character to. But I mean, it's a, it, it, like it's, at, it's like what Josh was saying, where like you know you're gonna lose the sense and your other ones are gonna be heightened and like that's just right. it. Like that's exactly what it is, is. I guess they just took it a step further and made him like superhero, superhero heightened. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was brought very much down to earth by. Frank Miller too, which is the reason why we have the Daredevil we do today, yeah. which is good. Yeah. So, um, I also think he just has a cool ass costume. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a neat so one. He does have a really yeah. cool costume. So, yeah. but yeah, um, cool. awesome. I, sorry, I had something else I wanted to say, but <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Um, I also like Deborah Ann Wool, who played uh, his like his secretary in the show. She was the child vampire in True Blood. And I just, yeah, I like her. Cool. That's cool. A little interesting. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, my uh, honorable mention, it's going to be one that was mentioned earlier Whee! because I, I researched him. Today, actually, is Beta Ray Bill. I, <laughs> I knew that was going to be on somebody's list. I had to put Beta Literally. Ray Bill on it because I was researching him and it was fun to kind of see some of the Goat story. Goat 4. That came up. Yeah, and like that's what made me start researching. That's what made me start. He's like an alien. An alien who was. um, Yeah, so like he was wearing the Thor garb. So he had like the same suit and like the the helmet, but he's an alien. So I was like, okay, I gotta research, especially with the kind of a silly name like Beta Ray Bill. Like when I think of like Beta Ray Bill as a name, I think of like Booster Gold from like DC. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. yeah, of like you know, like a self-proclaimed hero, but like no, he was so much more than that, which was kind of surprising. He was actually created by a, like a uh, I don't want to say a race of people, but like a like you know pe- people on another planet to be their savior because they were being attacked, and so they followed his ship in a stasis to Earth's orbit where the Avengers actually sent or Shield sent Thor after uh, Shield sent Thor after him and the ship had deemed him an enemy so they were you know him and Thor were fighting Thor dropped Mjolnir like was separated from Mjolnir yeah um, Beta Ray Bill actually picked up Mjolnir and they were both transported to Asgard from there where Odin like you know they were fighting over who would, who would be the one to wield it because yeah. like you know obviously Beta Ray Bill was like he shouldn't be wielding this so he goes um, Odin sends him to fight for it to the death. So Beta Rebo beats Thor, and uh, but he doesn't kill him because he doesn't like he's like I can't kill this guy. And so Odin then commands you know whoever it is that he commands to actually that's where they made Stormbreaker for Beta Ray Bill and Thor got Mjolnir back. So I thought it was very interesting. And yes, he was part of the Thor Corps. Yeah, the Thor Corps. <laughs> Which is another fun <laughs> thing to say. But I just thought that whole origin story was like really kind of a neat thing. Because you look at that character, you hear the name Beta Ray Bill, and you don't think about any of that. And how yeah. prevalent of a character he is in Thor. I mean, he literally is wearing you know, the same armor that yeah, Thor. Because he's guard. a big part of Asgard. Yeah. And like at one point, he's ostracized by his people. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's playing such a big role as part of Asgard, where there's like, hey, you should be, you know, helping us. Yeah. So. No, he's a really interesting character. I mean, he's part of that whole 
Thor, Thor compilation. Thor core. Thor core. <laughs> <laughs> All I will say about Beta Ray Bill is I really think they missed the mark. They could have called him Thor's. <laughs> Because yeah, he, has a he horse does kind of look like a horse. Yeah, God. it's I'm interesting. Just saying, but anyway. I, I do think Beta Ray Bill is kind of a silly name for him. I don't know, like who came up with that one, but like I, don't I just, know. Like, I also just want to say that the whole time you were talking, Cameron was showing me pictures of Larflees. Yeah, you guys, one of my favorite DC like, characters, which looks, which looks eerily similar. Again, yeah, <laughs> we were saying earlier that like you know a lot, of, a lot were copied from each other, yeah. so it's like yeah. you know. But this is yeah, I thought yeah. Beta Ray Bill was interesting. Cool. All right. Pleasantly well, <laughs> going on kind of a downer here. <laughs> my dishonorable mention is going to be Hank Pym's Ant Man. Okay. <laughs> what a dick. Now, exactly. <laughs> now, the reason why I hate Hank Pym's Ant Man is because he is the biggest asshole. In the comic book world, he's portrayed as a hero. There's nothing about his personality that's interesting, though. Yeah. So he has had everything from affairs on his wife to domestic abuse on his wife, cheating with prostitutes, doing oh all God. these kinds of different things. He's a terrible, terrible person. They made him like that. <laughs> they made him like that, which is the yeah. weird part. Yeah. They. So what it what it supposedly stems from is the writer had this idea where he at where. He gets taken over by, um, what is it, like the bee villain, or I can't think of his name right now. The, uh, uh, not the wasp, the, yeah. the hornet. The hornet, yeah. or whatever, yeah. But he gets taken over by him. For some no, reason, he becomes wrong, evil. Josh, please. But then he, so he's supposed to smack her, his wife away, but the artist misread it, and instead he just made this panel where he just straight up just punches her. <laughs> but because of that, it's now canon. Yeah. And Marvel published it like that. Mm. So it's canon. And he, they've made mention to it before, even to the animated Avengers film, um, the second animated Avengers film, which I actually liked as a kid. He's portrayed as like this kind of like verbally abusive just ass. Like he's just a terrible guy yeah. who doesn't care about anyone other than himself. Scott Lang is the superior. Yeah, like, that's why man. they actually use Scott Lang in the movies rather than Hank Pym. Well, I mean, even in the movie, Hank Pym was kind of a yeah was because kind of it's hard dick. to get away. From they that tried to put like a I don't know. yeah, I was like they put the spin on it to where he was rescuing Wasp, like he wanted to go back for his but wife. But it was still like he could have just been going back like for her so he could hit her some more. Yeah, like, we don't know. <laughs> And that's that's the thing is comic fans they Marvel's tried to move away from that panel yeah. for years but comic fans never let them no, because it, it has become quintessential to who the character is yeah. and it does also show heroes are fallible but mm. he's more than that he's just an ass yeah. he's yeah. terrible by yeah. the way the, the villain was Yellow Jacket there Yellow is, Jacket yeah. I knew it was like Yellow something jacket. in the Hornet family or yeah like that. Yellow like, Bumble yeah. Hornet <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, Hank yeah I, I like I, like we talked about in uh, what was it the dad's episode I think yeah. uh, I just like Paul Rudd yeah I think it would have been yeah. weird to spend a whole movie with Michael Douglas <laughs> <laughs> trying That's, to be an old superhero it's a in itself yeah. Um, yeah I I just I don't know. I thought he's so dishonorable he's terrible I have nothing else to say I hate you Hank Pym <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, my dishonorable. First of all, I want to mention if I so I picked some like I googled lame Marvel characters and I found this guy. <laughs> but had I chose like an actual Marvel character, it might have been Iron Man because Iron Man was started as like a uh, like a racist character against like the Vietnamese. 
Okay. I did a paper on him. Heard that? I did a paper on him. Yeah, I'll I'll have to tell you guys off the That's off really the air. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is um, really interesting. But my dishonorable is not Iron Man. My dishonorable is a character named Phil Phil Grayfield, and Phil Grayfield was known as Super Pro. He was from a twelve run issue. Is that, that the Superman clone that, that we were talking no, about? Earlier? Oh, no, no. Okay. This is a uh, um, a collaboration that Marvel did with the NFL. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Bill Grayfield was once an aspiring football player. His career ended when he saved a child from falling and suffered a horrific knee injury. Um, so he became a sports reporter. <laughs> and as a sports reporter, he happened to, introdu- to interview a football superfan who happened to be a scientist. Right? And this scientist designed a new, almost indestructible football uniform... Which Phil puts on and fights crime. <laughs> and so, I don't even need to explain why I chose him as a dishonorable. That's cute. Wow, there is a lot to dissect there. <laughs> oh my god. It's, I don't know, it's like, it's Marvel trying to kiss the NFL's ass or something because I guess they gave them money. Oh my god. And it's just I... bad. It's just not... I don't like. There's nothing about that that I like. Like I just. I like. I like I, football. I just. I wish I wasn't sitting there. I like watching the NFL, this. but I wouldn't go anywhere near this. Comic yeah. Book. Like, what is the point of of them doing that? I mean, it's not only it's like. I mean, if they made it, it, maybe it would be different if they actually made it good in a way, or if they did anything else with it, but they didn't. It's just weird that they made the. It's like. Yeah, it's the NFL, and I guess it makes sense to put him in a football uniform, but to make it like indestructible. Yeah, that, that, I think that's what like, gets is that me. Trying is, to, like, is that trying to sell could... people like, oh, the NFL uniform? <laughs> I was about to say, that's because, like the yeah, complete opposite. Because <laughs> you could make it to where he just wears a, a, a football uniform right. as a hero, and like the scientist helps him. Like in other ways, yeah. and become you know more of a superhero. But like, <laughs> put him or in you could, a or you could like, football like uniform. Give it powers, right? Like yeah. this, the the football uniform shoots rockets, like, like an Iron Man, like, a, like an Iron Man esque like football football uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shoots footballs out of his uniform. I don't know. I God. now know who Channing Tatum should play in a movie. <laughs> Oh God! That is a great choice. That is. Never heard I, of them. Man, you should have gone last because I don't want to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, do I have to say my dishonorable now? All yeah, right. I'm really interested. He's gonna come in right. with like Hulk or something. Yeah, no, Josh probably is gonna be. Super I'm really happy. waiting for like one of our picks to also show up as like a dishonorable. <laughs> like my dishonorable is Captain America. Oh, Jim, that's surprising because he was on your list. Yeah, about that. <laughs> my dishonorable is gonna be Deadpool. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, I, yeah, that's fair. something like that had to be... I mean, for me it was just because of some of the, a lot of things that we were talking about is how he is becoming like kind of the same. I did enjoy the movie. I do enjoy the character. I do think that he is overpopularized yep. now, and we see it everywhere. And it, like, the movies brought in, like, so many people, again, who, like, just don't know about, like, any of this stuff, and they just love it for the love of, like, you know, because they can't. It's the yeah. same thing with, like, the whole, like, Joker and Harley Quinn relationship thing where people are like I want a relationship like Joker and Harley Quinn like you have people like that who are liking Deadpool as a character yeah and I think that's what makes it so 
I don't know, so bad for me, and, and it's just... I get so tired of seeing Deadpool dress-ups at Comic-Con, too, how they yeah. act like him, and they try to be him. And, and you just see it everywhere, like, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, like, how do you see yeah. it in every single store you go to, there's something that has Deadpool's face on it, you know, there's something, but, like, even before the movies, it was nowhere. Like, was only cool. anybody who... Yeah, he was popularized because of Ryan Reynolds... Because yeah. Ryan Reynolds wanted this character to get to screen, and he did a great job. Oh, he did a fantastic! I love the movie. And the movie's the movie hilarious, was fun to watch. and it's better than it had any right to be. And it's better than him as Green Lantern. And it's better than him as Green Lantern, <laughs> yeah. though that's another conversation. <laughs> that's a list. It's yeah. I mean, I think it's good. I think it's kind of good that he made both a list and a dishonorable because yeah. there's reasons for both. Yeah, and like I mean, I do like him, but I'm not gonna go out and like he's not he's not gonna be my favorite superhero or my favorite you know anymore because like it's just he doesn't deserve that for me. Like there's so many others that are more deserving just because of the movie come out and now he's so much more popularized. Doesn't mean I want to like I need to get a whole bunch of merch and like oh I love Deadpool he's a cool thing when like how many of you guys have actually like liked Deadpool before the. You know? I, I think yeah. you bring up a good point with like the fandom. Yeah, it's kind of in this. To me, it's kind of in the same vein as like the Rick and Morty fandom. Yes. I like the show, but I can't. Stand the fandom to kind of the ruins fans. the characters. Yeah. yeah. For you, so sorry for any that, Rick and Morty fans that are listening, but I mean, I love Rick and Morty. I do too. I the show's good, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you're gonna jump on a McDonald's counter. And you know that was uh, that was Cameron, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and like like honestly, it's sad yeah. to say that like there's a lot of like stuff that has been killed for me because of overpopularization. Like I'm not a big mm. Star Wars fan anymore because of how popularized it is now. I don't think people that make Star Wars are Star Wars fans anymore. Like I know uh, I know uh, Mark Hamill has expressed his his disdain yeah. for yeah. what they've done. But like yeah. that's what I'm saying is like it's like that a lot of times but, that kills it for me is like the overpopularization but I of think, it. I think a big thing that we kind of touched on earlier is that it's kind of a one note character, right? Yeah. Like you see And I'm, and I'm talks, seeing that now. Yeah. He breaks the fourth wall, he blows people's brains out, he drops the F bomb. Like yeah. that's pretty much all you get out of him. He yeah. shows no emotion. No. So I mean so, you read one, you read them all, kinda. Yeah, it's just that's, kind of, that's how I feel too. When I first started um, reading Deadpool I started with his anthology so I started literally from the very beginning of his first appearance and it I mean it really died off for me within like the first four issues that I read he kind of I mean I had, I had read one and then I read the next one which was the last one or the next one which was the last two and that's how I felt like it was just going I've read Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe I think it's okay I think it's too heavy handed mm-hmm. on the fourth wall breaking to the point where they rely on it too much yeah um, and that one actually they didn't really show any battles in it I, thought I was, was like really and weird. the thing is like yeah, with Deadpool is I think yeah. He, yeah. I think Deadpool does benefit from being part of like an, an, an ensemble yeah. essentially yeah. where he's not the only one and he's you yeah. know like with it, characters like Wolverine like if you put Deadpool and Wolverine together yeah. or like Deadpool and Spider-Man together I think you've got like good yeah. you know characterization you have mm-hmm. good chemistry and you have like a much better story he just, he just plays better off of other people yes, yes I definitely think so especially characters who have yeah. like a slight hatred for him it comes out of the fact that there's nothing relatable about him he doesn't have a lot of aspects to, it's weird to say about a character with so many personalities he, he was doesn't also, really have a personality <laughs> yeah he was also kind of a garbage person like before that too because he was you know yeah. Also that, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's there's so many things. If you want to read a good Deadpool, in my opinion, again, X Force yeah. um, or Uncanny X Force, specifically by Rick Remender, is a great series. They do a great job with Deadpool because he's not a main player at all. He's there for the comic relief, for that kind of comic relief, which I think he's a fitting role for. in spurts. Yeah, which I think is a fitting role. So on plus, I mean, 
I should also say that he was also played by Ryan Reynolds in the X-Men Origins movies, but I don't know if that's technically Deadpool. <laughs> He's Project X, right? Or something Project like that, but it's basically Deadpool. Weapon X? Yeah, I, I want to ask, this is different than what we do at the end of our podcast, usually because we'd wrap up right here, but I do want to ask a question real quick for you guys. Okay. I want to know, what do you think Disney is going to do with the property now? Because Disney has said before they refuse to make an R-rated superhero film. So then what happens to Deadpool? I just don't think it gets. I, I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna cave. Honestly, okay. I think we're gonna get an R-rated something. I think they might not put it under the Disney label. They might make like a I was an offshoot. Maybe yeah, they'll I was keep like, it under Fox. I mean, they yeah. own Fox. Sort of Fox. Right. They don't own the entirety that's, of Fox. That's fair, I guess. So, but they could do like Disney Adult or, or something completely separate but, without the Disney name. Yeah, right? I like, do agree. I don't think that they're going to put it under the Disney label. Yeah. I think it's going to be under something different. Yeah, I mean, it just for me it begs the question because with with Fox, they may not have always made the best movies. They still gave yeah. me films that I love. Like I oh, love yeah. X Men too. I love X Men Apocalypse. I I just honestly love that yeah. film. Logan, I think was great, which is also rated R. And both the Deadpool movies deserve to be rated R. Yeah. And yeah. it's a character that deserves to be rated R. And honestly, I think Logan is too. He's a character that needs to be rated R. But I was just curious, because I think censorship in comics is an interesting idea, because a lot of people look at them as kids' things, and that's what Disney's treating them as. But they're but honestly they're, adult properties. Yeah. The majority yeah. of comics are adult comics. Yeah. I mean, the so, kids are going to, it's going to be one of those that's going to, like, be fun for kids and adults, because kids are going to grow up reading them, and they're going to, they're not going to see the same things that the adults are, where, like, the adults are going to see the darker themes, the more deeper stories, yeah. the, right. you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I just think it's important. I think it's important to treat your comic book characters the way they need to be treated. And we've talked about it with, like, DCU. Now they're doing the shows, and they're treating their characters as if they're rated so R properties. You see yeah. it with Swamp yeah. Thing. He literally, I mean, it's, it's a like slight, slight spoiler, but he he literally rips a guy to pieces. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and he, there, we're seeing things, like, we're seeing Swamp Thing rated R. We got to see Batman versus Superman rated R, which is a great version of that film, because we get to see them in their full grit. Yeah. Watchmen. Was that, the, was that the extended cut? Yeah, it was I the extended cut. Okay. I really yeah, liked I the either. extended cut. You see kind of, it's more gritty. It's a lot harder hitting. We see Watchmen now as being developed by HBO and we know yeah. that's not going to come off as like a PG-13 right. property. But even so, then, like the PG-13 version of it, you could, there was still some grit and still yeah. some dark, much, much darker Watchmen was very dark. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was... Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. then that's and it. That's the why. director's cut, which is even worse. Yeah, but, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you, no, know, they, you have stuff like Watchmen. That's yeah, and I think it's so important. I think I, I'm hoping Disney will move away from the PG-13 rating. I because I think we're evolving. Yeah. Past I just that don't now think they're going to put it underneath that label. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I was just yeah. curious what you guys thought. Yeah, about no, that. I mean that was an interesting way to. They're like, not going to do that uh, with the Venom two movie though. Venom rated R would be great though. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't that one like? Is that one R? The new Venom movie? I don't. No. That was made by Sony, though. Oh, it got is, it. Okay. It might be rated R. Yeah. That'd be actually surprising. I don't know. It wasn't. But anyway, anyway I wanted anyway, to ask that yep. question. Uh, we'll actually ask that question to you guys, too. What do you think about comic censorship? You can let us know on Twitter at ListThisPodcast. Uh, again, this has been our top five Marvel good guys uh, with some honorables and some weird dishonorables thrown in there. Yeah. And... Uh, as always, my name is Josh. You can find me at Twitter, on Twitter, rather, at JoshXBird. I'm Cameron. You can find me on Instagram at ThatCameronGuy22. And I'm Jim. You can find me on Twitter at HoldMajimbles. And remember to like, comment, and subscribe to us on Twitter and Facebook at List's Podcast. Yeah. 
Also, my Twitter handle is Jaws Expert. I don't know why I've been saying Jaws. I noticed that the last episode. Handle. I was gonna ask you about it. I'm like, is it Josh? I always so, remember being Jaws. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fix that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this has been List This, where we list and you listen. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Yep. See you later, guys. Yes.